Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Stand by. Stand by. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's gonna start. It's ready. It's rolling. It's me, Jimmy Jackson, also known as Kevin Tipcorn, also known as Jason Pepperhouse, also known as Johnny Pepperton here, your host, owner, operator, and driver of Live to Tape, also um, known as the Executive Buffet, the buffet that only executives are allowed to attend, and you are an executive just by being here. Uh, I should also let you know that we're currently riding in a big red truck that belongs to Daddy. <laughs> Dad, we're in Daddy's big red truck right now. All those things, and you can check out more of all those things I just said if you visit us on patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape for all sort of extra soundscapes and some photos and videos and stuff too. Also, if you haven't... Uh, subscribed and rated and reviewed the podcast yet do that but in the reverse order that i just said today's podcast is a very special one a very unique one the only i'm pretty sure this is a guest who has only been on my podcast ever and he's one of the greatest podcast guests there is ever so that right there is all you need to know it's patrick leon also known as patrick occasionally back in the days known as trout uh, one of my closest, oldest friends who is a biologist and naturalist who works in the High Sierra. And we recorded this sitting in his van, having some beers by Lake Mono one night. But before that, I want to play for you this terrible, stinky butt rock song that we recorded together, also in his van. It's me on vocals, Patrick on guitar, and it is one of probably the best, worst songs ever written and recorded. So that'll that'll kick us to the top of the boot. Then we'll get into the interview discussion section of the podcast. Thanks for being here. I love you. This is just like one of these ones where it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. 
a good song it's just about the golden sundown hour here yes so i just went out and tried to harass a what kind of beetle is that uh you know your desert wandering beetle just mm-hmm. the big black guy that big. yeah you uh you encounter them in the desert walking around and they always stick their ass in the air so they spray you they spray some kind of uh really interestingly smelled stuff can you see it what color is it I, I've had it on my hands, and it, it was like kind of a sticky substance. So, You think it's supposed to like tell other beetles to kill you? What do you think it means? I think it's just uh, kind of like how toads will pee on you when you pick them up. Oh, or it's just like a... Yeah, a let me go response. Really? Mm-hmm. But it's not pee, is it? Or maybe it is pee? Well, I mean from a, I don't know, insects. Yeah, they have, they can really rock different kinds of fluids. They don't urinate really, do they? I, I, this to some degree they do. Right. I would think if you were like a little beetle, you wouldn't want to urinate because you're probably already so dry. Yeah, out here and and desert animals actually have lots of uh, adaptations where they are able to hold on to their urine or process it. Like re rebreather kind of. Well, they they're able to to not need to circulate so much water. Okay. Uh, I used to work with a tortoise, a desert tortoise, and they they rarely pee, but if they do, it's like a paste. Ooh, so it's like a shit. Kind of, yeah, so but it's like, ure- you know, ure- ure- urea? urea. Urea. It's kind of almost like a calcium. Oh, gross. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that stuff smell like? You said it has a certain smell, though. It's very unique. Burnt plastic would be the closest, okay. maybe. That sounds about right. It's got sort of a... I always think a lot of times that mint smells like gasoline. Yeah. You think? I like the things that are kind of on the gassy. What the fuck is that? Why does stuff smell like gas? Like like Penny Royals reeks like gas. Yeah, yeah. I, All I, mints reek like gasoline. Gassy, gassy heady, triple hop, fresh. Triple hop. What are we? We're sipping on some kind of... This is an Anchorage Brewing Company. Mm. Must have been the seller for quite some time. This is a The Tide and Its Takers, triple with Bretomyces, ale aged in French oak barrels, French oak Chardonnay barrels. So this is basically like a wine, really. It's got a little, uh, yeah, it's got a little sweet. It's actually a wine. It's a wine. (laughs) 
That's what we were trying to do. Couldn't find the, couldn't open the wine. I've seen people do shit where they like hit it, like they hit it like a ketchup bottle and make the cork pop out. Oh yeah. But I don't think that you have to be like Greek or something to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I've seen people just try to break the top off and then it oh, just get God. glass shards everywhere. Like with what, like a hammer? Just it's just kind of smashing it against a hard surface. Oh God. That's just the saddest thing ever because it's like someone who wants the wine bad enough to yeah ruin desperation the wine, for wine ruin yourself everything yeah. like spill a bunch of the wine too. You gotta admire that desperation though, you know. Same desperation as this freaking bug that keeps coming around here. Big bugs, big bugs out here. Mm-hmm. Not Where? a lot of them, but they're big. See them. Are we on the northwest shore of Lake Mono? Possibly. This is a... Where are we, the west? It's kind of a... This spot is actually a non-directional... Oh, it's a non... It's Indy Z? Non-directional zone? Yeah, it's a non-directional... Nice. It's kind of a... So we... It doesn't really matter which way you look. Uh Uh-huh. You see something. This is quite quite a good zone here, for real. This is a special zone. Yeah, I well, I won't locate it. It it is also known as Mono region. Lake, but it's technically Mono. But a lot of people say Mono. Most yeah, most do. But I said Mono for a long time. Yeah, it's because of the Mono Indians, I right? I think there's a right answer to this. I mean, yeah, espresso, espresso. Yeah, espresso <laughs> is the new espresso. Espresso is the new espresso. Is that the record we just listened to? Uh. Which one? No, one we listened spinning? to. The one we just listened to was. Uh, Can we crank one? Yeah, here. Put something is... weird. Let's put something. Uh, let's audition some shit. Okay. Well, all right. I, I know this record, so I'm, I'm going to take it off. Okay. It's, uh, I know that this one's good. Ooh, let's listen to a good one. Okay, this one is called Fortunes and Memories <laughs> <laughs> by Al Janess. Here we go. Here we go. Let it go. Well, all my life I've been in love with you and now you're gone All I own is memories of you that linger on In some ways you left me nothing but the loser's share In some ways I guess I am a sort of millionaire I got fortunes and memories of your walk, your talk, your smile. I got treasures, a heartaches, and some old dreams out of style. Yeah, I can just see the wood paneling in the, the little, like, A-frame cabin restaurant. Says it's from Iowa. One by one, and take the cruel, careless things, the sweet things you have done. Count them all as lost, and they are more than I can bear. But count them all as memories, and I am a millionaire. I got fortunes and memories. 
Pretty good. That was pretty I, damn good. What's his name? Al Janess and the Candy Canes. What makes you think it's Iowa, not? Says Iowa on here. Well, the it's label the, the, or him? the label. I think that's the sound of Iowa, right? Yeah. Well. But you know what? I just realized everything. I mean, country. There's country from everywhere. Yeah. But that sounds Cajun, though. But okay, he, well, tell me, tell me if I'm right right now. Ready? So I remember in a social studies class, is. Um, Learning about the French voyageurs. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Do you know about Iowa much? Moderately. Well, you've got Des Moines. Yeah, you've yeah. Got, um, you've got some other French Davenport. Na- Davenport. Oh, you mean talking French names. There's tons of French names in Iowa. There's actually some parts of Iowa that are French-speaking because yeah. it was settled by the French voyageurs. So what if, because the French Acadians... In Canada and oh the, yeah, Canadians, the French Canadians, the ones who settled. I'll buy that. Those are Cajuns, the same as Iowans are Cajuns. I'll buy that. There was French Canadian heritage, so, you know. I mean, yeah. it's certainly you know all over Canada and in Minnesota and beaucoup de Prairie du Chien. Prairie du Chien. There's a bunch an, of French. It's not in Iowa, but it's close. We have a bunch of French names in uh, La Crosse. La Crosse, Sur. Saint Croix River. Mm-hmm. Lacroix, the drink. From Lacrosse, yeah. Wisconsin. I thought it was from Detroit. Lacroix is from Lacrosse, man. Or maybe it's from someplace near Lacrosse. It's from Wisconsin. Okay. You know what it actually might be from? It's maybe Chippewa Falls or some shit. Oh, that's where Liney's is okay, from. Okay, so I'm getting all confused. I know for sure. That's Liney's. Sure, yep. Lacroix is from Wisconsin. I guarantee you. I'll bet. I bet you a new sleeping bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should take that bet because. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, this is sad to admit, but I've read the can of Lacroix enough to to feel fairly certain that it comes from Eight Mile Road somewhere in Maybe that's outside where it's of can. Detroit. That's where it's canned. Okay, I knew that it was gonna go here. We were gonna no for gonna be real. Like, the origin was here, but it's canned. It doesn't here. matter where it's canned. Yeah, okay, it's <laughs> they have Coca-Cola bottling plants in um in like the Philippines. Oh, true. And, and okay, all stuff. So okay, so you're talking Coca-Cola, you're talking origin. Origin. Coca-Cola is from Atlanta, baby. Okay. And and Lacroix. You know where Shasta's from? from? Yeah, I'm gonna guess. Shasta's from like um. What can I have two guesses? Okay. Shasta's either from Chattanooga, nope. or it's from someplace in Minnesota. Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah. Shasta. South Lake Bay. Lake Shasta. Well, Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. Okay. You drink a lot of Shasta growing up? No, my grandma did. Yeah. It's. Uh, I used to think it was the best thing ever. I found out when I got older, like, oh, it's just generic soda. <laughs> it's like cheap yeah. ass generic oh, soda. Oh, black cherry, lemon lime, ginger ale. The the Dr Pepper. What was their Dr Pepper knockoff? It's probably Dr Zip or something. Yeah, Doctor. It's always something like that. Doctor Fun. Zip. So should we try another one? Yeah, it's him. Okay. Records here. This one, I'm just gonna put on one. This is one of my favorite instrumental '50s records. By the three sons. This is one of your favorites, huh? It is. (laughs) 
Tape flip. Whoa. Tape flip. sons <laughs> the the three the sons. three sons yeah their stuff is usually really mellow and but it's on rca uh-huh they oh. put out a ton of stuff they were, i mean they were around since maybe the 20s they there's a lot of 78s of what, what do you think they're what do you think they were comprised of i think that i think it started out as uh perhaps a, accordion has always been they have a lot of accordion up, really? up front in there Maybe well, not so much electric guitar back in the day, but. But what do you think they hail from? Do you know have any? Other I have no idea. You know, I just I have a couple of their records that are. The Three Sons. Kind of out there sounding sixties. They have one called Volcano. Okay. That's also just a. RCA. Yeah, and it's it's just another just kind of freaked out thing. They go Volcano, and then they play some spooky shit. It's almost like. Um... Lounge music in a way. It's almost like oh, exotica. Yeah. If I saw that band that just played on a a paddle steamer. Yeah. On a pleasure trip oh, going up the river. I would spend extra money. I would yeah, I'd I'd go up and down. I think I ate too much kraut. Just now. Well, you know, like when we ate kraut like about probably forty five minutes ago. Yeah. I feel like because it tasted so good. Uh huh. I feel like I'm going to have to fart a whole bunch coming up. Well, you did take your shirt off. I'm so hot right now. <laughs> Johnny's shirtless. I'm frozen the van. I'm just like fucking... I go... I oscillate between um just hot as shit and like perfect temp. Yeah. It's probably COVID. It's probably COVID setting in. Oh, yeah. It's just digging right in. I also think because I smoke just a little bit of that weed. Sometimes if I smoke a little bit of weed, it just makes me feel like... Like I just took a drug. Like I'm so... Do you need a little more? I don't know. I think if I smoke more, I'll just make me more tired. Eventually. This stuff's purple, baby. I'm not used to smoking. Yeah. What I do is just get some more of this beer in me, and it'll hit me. Yeah, get and some more of that And then I'll wake up. I think I also got to get some of these Cronenbergs in the, uh, the cold cooler, get them fucking icy. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm moving on to that soon here. Yeah, the Cronenberg is, Cronenberg is one of those beers where it just feels like you never get to have it unless you're in a cool foreign place. Yeah. Just put what it on is this, this? little. Some background. Background. Um, this is a like. Is this the a hockey game? A regional hockey game? <laughs> yeah. This is uh, the Minnesota no- must. The, you're hosting the, the far north Canadian. Uh, what's the northernmost Canadian province? Northwest uh, Territory. Well, the Northwest Territories, but that's not a province. It's a it's, territory. Okay. I think maybe 
I think maybe it's uh, Saskatchewan or Manitoba, the top of them. Actually, maybe I think Quebec is probably further north, right? I gotta go Quebec there is way up there. I want to go to Banff, man. Have you ever been to Banff? No, I haven't been to Banff, but... You think it's... Banff is like Mammoth Lakes? Uh, it might be the Yosemite of, of Canada. Like I'm not Lake sure. Because it... Lake Louise is supposed to be pretty damn... Um... That's Canada? Lake Louise, yeah. I don't even know about Lake it's Louise. It's the Blue Canadian Rockies. You know that song? The Blue Canadian Rockies. John Denver? By the Birds. Oh, I need sweetheart. to listen to the birds. Oh. I haven't really ever got into them. Sweetheart of the Rodeo has a song called Blue Canadian Rockies, and they sing about the Blue Canadian Rockies on the banks of Lake Louise. And Lake Louise is this special, oh, yeah. me, a special glacial lake that's like, oh, okay. like blue those, as hell. Yeah, super turquoise like things. Blue, yeah. Yep, yep. There's a big old lodge there built turn of the century. You stay there. Uh-huh. You have probably steaks and, and potatoes and yeah. some good Bordeaux and maybe like some Labatt and maybe a bit of Molson. Yeah, and bread. A lot of bread, a lot of butter. A lot of bread and a lot of butter. Yeah. A lot of garlic, probably. See, I would do that. I would like to go back in time and stay at like a, a lodge. Yeah, like a nice like lodge, the, like the way it was supposed to be with banquets. And, banquets and like and everything was scheduled and you did stuff. Oh, now you go take a nap. Now you wake up. We have activities. Uh-huh. And then you do this. Then we're going to go hunting with the dogs yeah. for fox. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have that big, have that Rockford dressing, like it's sort of like the supper club mentality, you know? Oh the yeah. Rockford dressing on the, on the mixed greens, big old fucking butterfly steak, huge Oof. potato, a lot of sides. Yeah, maybe like some rabbit or something yeah, too. Yeah, some just rabbit. Some kind of like wild a, game. An appetizer. That had been recently hunted. That would be good. A lot of fish. A lot of walleye fingers. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. like um. Like the, walleye poppers. Or the nice version of walleye where it's like that shit where they, the filet with, with lemon butter, lemon butter beurre blanc, and they serve blanc. it with a side of, oh, side of wild rice. Get out. When's the last time you had wild rice in a restaurant? Uh, never c- consciously. Are you serious? I've never ordered wild rice, but I may have it. Yeah, no, never. I a made it myself those, recently. I'm a huge wild rice fan. Oh, me too. I find that it's like the ultimate in making you feel good rice. Yeah. It's got you don't, I, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even need to put salt on that. I mean, I'm going to put salt on it. Okay, fine. Yeah, if you want to. I'm probably going to put butter on there too. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Because you, you got that big wa- fried walleye filet, yeah, side of wild rice, maybe even a lemon wedge with that little thing wrapped around it. Well, that's where I'm getting to the point where... I like salt and I like some spices, but sometimes you really, you got to just go, you got to let the thing do yeah. what it does. That's true. A lot of times the fish is over seasoned. I think so. Especially like a walleye. It's kind of a delicate fish. You don't want to over salt the fish. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I don't eat that much fish these days, but. What you do when you do make it when we've camped. Yeah. You just steam it and it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty, um. It's okay. Steaming is not ideal. No, but it's not super. <laughs> sometimes. There's a lot of complaints you about that. You don't have options, but. Yeah. My favorite backcountry thing for fish is just over a fire, like pit roasted on a stick. So how do you, do you clean it first, obviously? Yeah, you clean it and just, or you kind of set a flat rock in the fire and just put oh. it on the rock. 
and flip it frequently. Squeeze some lemon juice onto it. The lemon juice is pretty good. Let it get in there. Isn't that weird that citrus so good on fish and these fish are all fish from like cold water places that have never seen an orange tree in a thousand years <laughs> lime and lemon are good weird. on anything almost yeah there's really i'm opening up to using them whenever you know my favorite foods are the ones that make a distinction between lime and lemon like you cannot use lemon for this <laughs> yeah. or you cannot use lime hey do you eat your lemons and limes do i yeah um, I don't not should very, be. very often. Why? Should be, I because it actually they're they're really good for you. You know, eat. I do eat a lot of times, as I eat the lemon seed. The seed. I chew it. I eat the lemon seed. Chew it up and eat it. Hmm. You know why? Because I heard some like old wives' tale or some folk thing about uh-huh. it makes your dick hard or some shit. Yeah, like that. all those lemon seeds. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna like stop. Grandpa, you know how Grandpa did it? He eats his lemon seeds. He would. He would just. He wouldn't take them out. He chews the lemon seeds. Well, that's, didn't know that about lemons. Yeah, I also think they have stuff in them that's good. If if, if fiber, at the very least, they have some fiber. Yeah, there's. Um, there's plenty in there. Yeah. Don't neglect your lemons and limes. Don't just throw them away after you squeeze them. You eat them? You eat them? Eat really? Them. Yeah. Chew on them. See, only... That's... I don't know. I'm probably not going to do that. But I also live in a, a place with an abundance of lemons. Like, they they scare yeah. me because you hear them falling off the tree like, bam! And what do you do with all those citrus that are kind of uh, from a tree that's not sweet? You know, like, there's so many of those around. You just have to get rid of them. There's nothing you can do. You could make uh, orange oil. Marmalade or something. You could make Cointreau. <laughs> <laughs> you could distill it down and make like a liqueur. Yeah. Because that's what uh, all those triple sec, Grand Marnier, they're those are all like made from. Really bitter citrus. Yeah, they're made from, uh, I think, Valencia oranges, which are considered to be. They're not meant for eating, they're Valencia. meant for like other stuff, like making like fucking bitters. <laughs> bitters. The rest of those cidering apples, the ones that just taste terrible, but they're perfect for cider. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, crab apples. Crab apples. You ever eat crab apples? I have tried, but I couldn't. As a kid, my mom would always say, yeah. it'll make you sick if you eat them. Yeah. Well, it might, but it it's like the original Sour Patch Kid. Yeah. And horses love them. Mm. Animals mm-hmm. just love eating those fucking those crab apples, man. Crab apple. Crab apples. Yeah, those are good for making cider. What are we gonna do with all those crab apples? We've got so many crab. We got so many crab apples. What are we gonna do with all of them? I got grocery bags full of crab well, apples. If you're looking for some, give them to Darlene. She's got a horse, you know. She makes real good. She makes. You know what she does? She doesn't give them all the horse. What she does? She's got a cider press. She don't tell you about that because Darlene got in trouble by the Darlene got in pretty good trouble back when with oh, a cider press. Let's not talk about that now. Well, you know, she's your aunt and everything, but she's uh, she's a yeah, troublemaker well, growing up. Well, she said she was sorry about that, so we should just let it go. You don't okay. know this, but your aunt used to be pretty much a troublemaker. <laughs> your aunt used to be quite a troublemaker back in the day. She would uh, she ran a cider press out of Jim's old house, and they were uh, mm-hmm. pressing cider and selling it around town. And next thing you Making know, hooch is what they were doing. Just go ahead, know. tell them, tell them Everett, tell them, well, tell made, the world about it. They made hooch. It's it's onto the bridge now. It's long done. Sheriffs, no, they've it's already a, been well, prosecuted. Okay. 
It's okay. legal now, okay? It's legal. We can talk about it. No, it's not. It's not legal to only make a small amount. She was making, she made 100 gallons the first time she ever did it. Oh, yeah, you know. A lot of stars came in there, a lot of big, big folks, you know. The only girl I ever knew had beginner's luck, and then it just kept being lucky. It wasn't even beginner's. It's just, she's just lucky through and through. Yep. You know what? I want to get one of these beers out of here. Mm. See if I can do that without disturbing everything. What I want to do here is get one of those freaking Kronenbergs out. I think they're in here. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. We got... Let me just do a quick pause here. Let's just talk for 20 more seconds and then I'll do a quick yeah, pause. Yeah, okay. So what's going to happen here? We got Actually, I'll just beers. Pause. I'll just pause it now. Okay, we are back. And we are... Uh, the sun... Well, it's still pretty goddamn ripping out there actually yeah but look it's right on the horizon we got probably five minutes till you know what i saw recently i saw a thing about how um if you you probably know about this but if you hold your hand up at arm's length yeah you can gauge the time left till sunset basically every finger is about 15 minutes or so yeah 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 that seems about that seems about right so that yep we got five okay so we're checking out the sunset, which is the one of the sunsets are generally considered one of the best topics in podcasting is uh, talking about yeah. the time of the sunset. Well, pretty sunsets. One of the greatest things ever is a sunset. I'm kind of more partial to sunrise now, though. If you can like... get there, if you can get there, sunrise can be better. Sunrise is better. I think sunrise is better um, because it's not as like. Sunset is so mythologized, and also the problem with sun uh, sunrises. Sunrise is rare. It's harder to see a sunrise. It's way harder. People always say, "Oh yeah, we'll get up and look at the sunrise." I never do that shit. You know how many per, what percent of those statements end up being true? Probably about point two five. Less than ten percent. Yeah, less than ten percent. The uh, the sunset also I'm not a fan of sunset as much as I'm a fan of dusk. Oh, dusk! Now yeah, sunset is, is sunset like a prelude to dusk. Yeah, the sunset moment mm-hmm. I I like it well enough. Maybe if you're in Key West and you've just been having yeah the whole like thing where you watch it disappear day. on the ocean. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Okay, no, seen it a couple times. Don't need to see it again. I've never been to Key West. I've never, never been to the Florida Keys. I haven't been to Florida hardly at all. I want to go to the Florida Keys. I want to go to the where. To Isla Morada, where they shot that show Bloodline. Dry Tortugas. Dry Tortugas. I take any of those. Any of those little yeah. any of the places where you can look left and look right and see the ocean. Yeah. So about that to me is like how how do you live here? How is this possible? It's really it's pretty sunny down there, right? I mean, but do you also think that maybe um it's not gonna be possible that much longer? Uh that's what I've heard. There's gonna be uh gonna be some rising. Keys. Think the keys are done. I don't know about the keys. I I guess I would think so. They can't be that. They got to be only like five feet above sea level or mm-hmm. something. Florida itself yeah. is is pretty pretty damn wet. I got it. I better get down there quick. Yeah. You know I want to drive through. I've I've been in the Panhandle of Florida, which is like real southern. Well, you shit. know I know all about that. You're yeah. You're yeah. from there. Did sort we of. know each other when I was in college? I don't think so. Post. You sure? Just actually, you moved back to Minnesota right after that. 
Really? I guess that's the only met, right? Yep. Wow, okay. So, I, yeah, I, cause I guess we didn't know each other then. But that's, you know, I went to Florida State, which is in Tallahassee. That's, that's Panhandle? A, that's yeah. like the, the biggest city in the Panhandle. Okay, yeah, yeah. Their big city is Pensacola. Right, and that's where I've been, because I, I lived in Mississippi for a right. minute. And I went to Pensacola. I went to Destin. Destin. Um, I know I a guy to, from Destin. Uh, Destin's like a, it's kind of a shithole. there. Oh, yeah, it was all. It's a beach. It's night, like the, the nature is nice, but. Yeah. Florida's weird down there. Like, evidently, they have all this weird wildlife. They have deer. They have yeah, turkeys. Yeah, it's pretty wild down there, actually. It, Gulf Coast, it's so thick, and it's so humid, and it can be like. It's like the woods in Minnesota, it's but pretty, it's on the Gulf there's Coast. There's some serious thickets, you know, Yeah. out in there. Anything can live. Yeah, I, 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 you can grow. I, I can imagine you can grow a lot of stuff down there. But it's also one of those zones where you might not get frost for like seven years, and then one year you do or something. And then I feel it's more like a place an animal would be really happy. Yeah, like a panther, like a Florida panther. Oh, that's right. They have those, right? Are they dead <laughs> they, yet? They have, there's like six left, maybe. The something. Florida panther. It's like an Everglades cat, right? Like a mini cat? It's it's a mountain lion uh, subspecies, sort of. Because uh... it's been isolated long enough to where it's sort of yeah. become its own thing? Yep, yep. Because yeah, cause mountain lions have just, they're just one color. They're like that nice taupey yeah, mocha. Kind of beige. Uh... But the Florida panther has has stuff, right? Well, I, I have never seen one. And actually, I can't even remember what the picture looks like, but... Thought they were supposedly kind of a black panther. You know, what I thought honestly is from the the hockey team called the Florida Panthers. Uh-huh. Their logo is this striped thing jumping out. Uh-huh. It looks more like a tiger than a panther. <laughs> it's like one of those. Uh, I'm like, oh, that means Siegfried and Roy like. tigers or yeah. something. They just honestly something like that. Yeah. Panther, jaguar, jaguar. Cougar. Cougar, puma. I learned the difference between them recently. I can't. I can't remember now. I can't remember if it's jaguar. Wildcat. Isn't like jaguar like a? There's some shit where a panther is a type of jaguar, or jaguar is a type of panther. See, I never really could get all this stuff straight, so don't listen to me. Jaguar? You ever heard of a jaguarundi? No. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but is it a fake animal? Well, no. There's all these like in Central America. There's a bunch of wildcats one of them is like a wildcat wildcats wildcats yeah it's pretty much gone now we're in dusk now there you go this is official dusk thank god dusk starts now sometimes it's just like the sun like stop it just give it a break today was a pretty relentless orb of of death today except for that one time we went swimming we swam twice actually yeah we did swim twice well that second time we went swimming at least it was, uh, those rocks were so hot to touch oh, that they are yeah. burning my feet. I had yeah. to get in the water. Yeah. But then you have to hurry to get in the water, and you slip on the fucking mossy rocks so you're trying to cool down. It's always it's like an real... adventure. You know, the swimming hole, a good swimming hole is a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Also, doesn't the high elevation make it more, the temperature, uh, the sun has more power, right? Well, you are, yeah, you get a little more UV. So it's just baking harder. You're getting, yeah, you're just getting pounded with ultraviolet light. Oh, just thinking about that makes me want to put on sunblock. Yeah. It, it's just What's damaging the... the cells, just utterly <laughs> wrecking them and mutating it's, them so they grow weird moles. 
all over your skin and even in the best of times you could try some pasty sunblock but it won't do anything really you're gonna really you can get, i can't that's my that. that's actually my just sort of theory on the whole thing it's kind of like trying to keep water out of a boat yeah you're always going to get a little mm-hmm. and if you wanted to be dry in that boat as a kid I was in a boat, and I was like, yeah. I don't like that there's any water. I want to be so I can sit in the bottom and not get my butt wet. Yeah. Because as a kid, I was like, I do not want to get, I do not want to get my butt wet ever. My socks wet, <laughs> I, I do, do not want to get my feet wet. I do not want a wet butt it's like If I'm today, swimming, okay? it's okay to get wet. Otherwise, if I'm like in a boat, I was like, okay, we cannot get, we cannot but, get wet. Yeah. Why are you sitting in the bottom of the boat, though? I think because I felt more secure. Uh-huh. I just remember being very disappointed that there was water at the bottom of this canoe <laughs> and it getting me on my pants and stuff and just being so like, like, shouldn't this, this isn't working. Yeah. I want to be, be bone dry. You know, you got to deal with that canoeing. You're going to just accumulate little yeah. drops of water the whole time you're paddling. Yeah. What about this panther, though, that lives in the Central America? Well, region? I'll tell you, I don't know anything about the Jagarundi, really, but what I do know is there is a panther that has come up in from Mexico into New Mexico like three times in the last 20 years. Mm. And they call that a panther, too. A pantera. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I saw a mountain lion. That's right. Just recently. Recently? This is the second time you've seen one. This would be the fourth one I've seen now. Okay, what's what's the first? Getting music to put on to talk about oh, these mountain yeah, lions. We why weren't we not playing? Really? I have all these things you've always talked about seeing. I've never seen a bear. I've only seen a shark one time, and it was swimming away from me. Um, yeah. I've only seen a scorpion once, and it was right over there. Oh yeah. Maybe I. Oh, no, you've seen scorps at camp. Uh, some little ones. This was yeah. the first, like you know, true scorp. Yeah. All these really interesting things I want to see. I've never seen a rattlesnake, not once. What? I've been hiking oh, in like we should go. five different places in LA. The people are like, "Just hear there's a rattlesnake yeah, here." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I haven't fucking seen it. Okay. I want well, to see the rattlesnake, man. We might try to put put us on a rattlesnake tomorrow, then. You can never find that. You can't find a rattlesnake if you're looking for one. It's like a golden. It can rule. be hard. Some places they're really easy to find, Where, but like, around here they're not. Yeah. Actually. They're just so dangerous. No, they're not. They are, if they strike, you're fucked. Yeah, but to get them to strike, you just have to, you really have to irritate them. Do you care about their mutating? Rattlesnakes are mutating? Oh, are you going to, is this the thing where they don't rattle? Yeah, does it make sense, right, or no? No, okay. That's, is that bullshit? Yeah, I think that's all bullshit. God damn it. I think because it's, that, it's not how genes work, right? They don't breed so no, much like that. No, rattlesnakes do not learn to not rattle no, within. It's not, it's not not learning. It's, uh, they don't have, they have less rattles now because they've been. No, I mean, not true. I'm not gonna go on record. Actually, just go like, on record. It's okay. Yeah, because you know, some somebody might say, "Hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal right now." Yeah. There's so much recorded audio of people saying things that are wildly inaccurate, and not just wildly inaccurate, but saying it with the utmost confidence that a human yeah. can exude. I, yeah. Like, well, the utmost confidence. There's people who say, "Yes, I was abducted. Yes, I am Jesus." And they say it on record, on right? Podcast. You know, and but so here's you're saying the, it like you, as a knowledgeable professional biologist, saying that this. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I should know. So then, see, that's this. You know, what this is called right. And this is the Dunning Kruger effect. Is it really the DK? It totally is. You know DK? what? That? 
I'm not, no. Dunning-Kruger effect is this thing where people who don't know that much about something think they know a lot about it. Uh-huh. People who know a lot about it are always like, I don't know that much because <laughs> yeah. they know so much to know how much they don't know. It's like someone who says they're really good at the piano. Unless they're like bipolar yeah. Jaco Pistorius, they probably suck at the piano. People who say, yeah, I play a little. It's like, oh, that guy's fucking good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, right. It's your reluctance to kind of be an authority. I mean, if you, I recognize I have gaps. I know a lot about certain snakes, but I, rattlesnakes have never been my forte. Sure, but you know, but you I know about the snakes. Them. And I know, you know, how generally like about animal behavior and, and things like that. So what but, you're saying is they definitely did not. Um... <laughs> let's let's. We haven't even said, like, what the thing is. So the thing is that people say, oh, you know, rattlesnakes, they're changing. Now they don't rattle when people walk by because they were so they would get hunted all the time. So my response to that would be, no, uh, they're not going to learn a behavior like that evolutionarily within a course of a couple hundred years of some sort of hunting pressure. Right. Of which they're actually... Yes, there is rattlesnake roundups and other but things like that. they're not endangered. They're not endangered and they're generally not hunted. Okay. So. Interesting. I think rattlesnakes in a lot of cases are just, it takes a lot to piss them off. Okay. You can walk by them very closely and if you don't stop and harass it, it sort of, it may or may not rattle. There was a, um. You got any deep cuts we can throw in the background? That was a deep cut. That's on London, isn't it? London a huge city. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. These are major labels. Like, there's all kinds of well, shit Ponderosa. that nobody ever heard any of this. Ponderosa subset of something. Ponderosa. Sorry, what is it? Oh, it's a promo. Uh, this is uh, it looks like this Columbia. Other I have. It looks like Interscope or what's it called? Um, Capricorn. This one record I have. Yeah, most of this shit is like some fifties. Yeah, sure. This is called Paris Cha Cha Cha. Oh, it's Perez Prado Ooh, composition. Nice. Well, we're listening to it at 33 because that's just sort of the how we're feeling out here. But actually, just this record player, the speed is all fucked up. But you fucked it up. No, it's just it's fucked up. I thought you put it on slow. Well, yeah, yeah, but when you put it on 45, it's it's, it plays too fast. So the mountain lion encounters. Okay. First one was ever. First one ever was. First two I just saw on the road driving. On the road. Nothing special. Okay, just saw them. Yep. Like, where were you driving? Kind of a dark road, like around dusk. Pescadero area? Yep. And then third was at the camp. and Walked through. Walked through. You got two photos. Got a couple photos of it somehow. God. Where were you? I was in a vehicle, and I had been... I don't... I, I had been uh, entering data into a computer. What time of day? This is about 5 p.m. So sun's out. No, it's, it had just rained. So it's, it's, light, it's light out, though. It's light out, but it just rained, and it stopped raining, and it was like a, kind of a misty... Yeah situation what time of the year uh this would have been the end of may okay late kind of a late california coastal storm got it system maybe the last of the year got it 
Misty situation. I'm typing in data on a computer and... How long have you been doing that for? Where? Just out there? Yeah, how long, in general? Well, how long have you been... At that point in time, how long have you been putting data in? I, this is maybe like three hours. So I'm okay, sitting so in a quiet vehicle out kind of in the woods, no noise, nothing else is going on. And I look over, and my first thought was like, oh, somebody's dog <laughs> has wandered out here. That's strange because I'd never seen a random dog out here. Right. It's not. But it didn't take me more than a half a second to realize what it was. And I had, so I was entering data actually on a phone that was in my hand. Mm -hmm. Had it not already been in my hand, I never would have got a photo of it. You would have missed the ghost. And the photos are terrible. Or they're, they're proof, though. Yeah, they're not, I guess they're not terrible. They're just like a, a strictly a record only. They're not like a nice photo or anything. But yeah, kind of, because then you only, you get such a short glimpse of these things. Yeah. It's cool to have some kind of reference to just take a look at it a little more because you just, it, I, I saw it for two seconds. Just walking through, just strolling through. Mm-hmm. You know that, uh, what's that thing called, the the spot face weasel, what's it called? Wolverine? No, the weasel that has a little white spot on its forehead. Oh, yeah, well, there's a short-tailed weasel. Short-tailed weasel that has a little white. Yeah. That's what I saw, Britt and I both saw it pop yeah. up its head, and in my head, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Never in my entire life will I forget seeing that little head pop up and go down. Where was this? Be, this is at mountain camp. Oh. I told you about it that when, right when we saw it, you were like, wow, that's super, super rare to see that. Oh, wow. That's. I a... mean, have you ever seen that before? Not. I've never seen one out there. I, I see them out on the study site. Man, those I've things I've got them are... in my, my traps a few times. Really? Oh, yeah. I got two. Those are scary. I got like two teenage weasels. <laughs> 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 Yeah. At the same time. Oh, my God. They, they must were, have been ferocious. They were probably siblings, right? Yeah. And they, oh, man, it was so cool. They they were playing with one another. Oh, the I sat trap? there. I sat there and watched them for a while. Wow. And they were totally mellow. They kind of, you know, hissed at me when I walked up, but they kind they of. spray? They do. They spray. They have yeah. a, they, they've got a cool smell. Uh, cool? Yeah. It's not cool. Like it's another burnt plastic it's, type thing. That's a terrible smell. It's like a fucking... Uh, yeah, but... It's a stink. It's a stink. It it's a, is. It's a musk. But I think those are cool. They're just... That's something that you rarely ever get to smell. Certainly, it would not be cool to get a heavy dose of it. It like, wouldn't right. be a perfume. It wouldn't be a cologne. Well, you know how some of those perfumes, they use like weird... Something a little stinky. Castor oil or like yeah. weird gland secretion shit right i think there's a reason because that stuff just has so much pungency yeah it really wakes you up it's like tells you you're it's a, it's like a scent to be you know there can you imagine if you were a dog what that if oh my god so what what's the um what's the multiplier if dogs have like a hundred times more oh, it's some, something like Beagles have thousand times more. It's it's something like five thousand times. It's mm. like some crazy amount. It can smell stuff. It's we just can't even dream of smelling. So what's the fourth encounter then? That was just what's recently it? up in oh, the recently. in the Mendocino National Forest. Okay. I saw one again on the road, but this time, huge, absolutely enormous. 
way bigger than any of the others I saw. And it just was loping slowly down the road. It kind of was very nonchalant about. Wow. So I got a decent look at it. It looked like one of those huge tigers at the zoo with a like, big, fat tail. Damn. So. Those animals are so intense. Yeah. They're so dangerous. I well, mean, they can be. Well, they're, okay, I think they're deadly. Yeah. But they're not dangerous. They're not dangerous, because the odds of getting attacked by a mountain lion is uh-huh. winning the lottery six, two times in a row. Yeah, and, right. So, but if they, if you do... You have nothing, nothing you can do. You might be dead. It's almost likely. like God has asked you to come home. Yeah. You've been taken. This is kind of like a weird topic, but like what if you were, if you were basically trying to do like a assisted suicide, Yeah. wouldn't you think it'd be cool to go out by rattlesnake or lion? I want to go out by cougar. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be the thing to do is just like, okay, you know, you're time is not long mm-hmm. you just like go out at <laughs> you, you could, go though. you go out at dawn and dusk you would like, die and just kind of like stagger along a well-known trail you would die <laughs> trying to get bit by a cougar you would die you die well, even you live a hundred years hundred <laughs> extra years just trying to kill yourself by a cougar they would just be like i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna want he's this guy. too old i don't want to kill that guy rattlesnake will do it though yeah, I'd be pretty fast too, right? So I, I saw a huge rattlesnake recently, early in the morning, and this is how it all started. Have I was you seen just like, countless rattlesnakes? I wouldn't say countless. I maybe saw like maybe fifty in my life mm. now. Right, all western diamondback. Uh, mostly, I think what they would call the Pacific rattlesnake, oh. which maybe is western diamondback. It's okay. uh kind of the only one you get on the coast what's its scientific name crotalis something yeah again here here we go snake expert lacks (laughs) knowledge snake expert on on the newspaper spinning to the front (laughs) of the screen snake expert lacks knowledge (laughs) 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 snake expert lacks knowledge okay so what was uh was up with this one Uh, uh, well, okay, you know the best rattlesnake I saw. The best. What makes it the best? Biggest. Oh, biggest. Okay. M- most ferocious looking. Really, uh, this is down in Mississippi, kind of Ooh. on that Gulf Coast area, Palmetto. Think like sandy. That's a wa- piney that's a rattlesnake, woods. not like a water moccasin or some shit. There's a lot of there's a lot of those down there too. Ooh, I hate those water moccasins. The idea of swimming. Well, I'll tell you a story yeah. after this, but go ahead. Right, and so. We, I'm working through the summer and it's like incredibly hot, maybe so hot that like most reptiles aren't even out during the day. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, that's nice. Haven't. Hadn't seen a snake for weeks and we're all looking for him all the time because we're tromping around the woods looking for tortoises anyway, so. I was clamoring over a log that had a lot of limbs around it. It was real, real brushy. And having not seen anything forever, I was like pretty, it's just like breaking through shit. Not you even were, really. Uh, cavalier. Very cavalier. And as soon as I busted over the side of this log, it just like fucking exploded. The loudest, 
most obvious rattle I'd ever heard, you know, like just like, and I could see tangled in the branches in the sunlight, just this fat body that was like was it figure eighting was it no it was just huge it was so fat i thought it was like a python god it was that fat in the middle and i alerted a couple of my co-workers who actually carry around those snake hooks with them it's kind of like a golf club but it's got a hook at the end I watch TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what a fucking snake yeah, hook okay. is. Yeah, okay, snake hook. Yeah, yeah thanks. I know what a fucking snake thanks, hook is. Thanks, buddy. I've watched Discovery Channel more than uh-huh. twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, snake den hunters. A snake hook's like a golf club. It's got a little hook on it. Yeah, it's uh, what, it's just like some people use a golf club and just modify them out with a yeah, little I mean, duct tape. You, you can just use a putter. You can use a putter on those long-ass putters. <laughs> uh, this is a nice putter. That's a paying putter. I mean, they charge you out the ass for a snake uh-huh. hook. You just use a putter. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think it's $100. Sure, something. you can go ahead and buy a, put, buy a snake hook from a scientific catalog. They can charge you $300. You go to Goodwill and buy a putter for five. That's ridiculous. They it's ridiculous. I get them down at the, the thrift store for $2. Well, my piece. buddy takes a PVC pipe and just uh, he will you duct oh, tape yeah. a putter on there. You're good. You just put the putter head on there. Put the putter head on that, the PVC pipe. It's lighter yeah. that way. Uh, do you ever uh, you ever hooked, hooked a snake? Of course not. But okay. You, yeah. So you alerted your coworkers who had the hooks. And we hooked it out. And it was, oh, I want to say like a seven-footer, just a chunk. It coiled up. Fat. You know, we were all like starved, snake starved. So everybody was, it was three, four of us or something. We were all just checking it out. off and ate it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we devoured that thing right then and there with a still beating heart. Mm. Uh, We, no, we didn't do that. We checked that. Did you milk it? <laughs> yeah, we, we milked put on, the put some fangs on some saran wrap like they do. Right, yeah, and then we infuse it into our tequila. Ooh, rattlesnake! Our muscadine tequila. Rattlesnake tequila is the best tequila there ever. Now wears. it's the rare muscadine, that prickly pear fruit. Rattlesnake. <laughs> well, that's a big old rattlesnake right there. Snake. And you ever had those prickly pear fruits that grow in mm-hmm. the woods down there? I don't there? like them. What? I don't like them. They're too. I'm just not a fan, honestly. I, I like the Peruvian apple cactus. Okay. But even then, it's like you're just eating this thing that's kind of like... Mostly seeds. Mostly seed, mostly kind of like a effervescent, airy crunch. I think I could I think I think could show you some that would change your mind down there. Sure. But Down in Mississippi? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They had prickly pear. I thought it was a desert thing. Well, it's yeah, it, it's probably just, I don't know, this, this stuff that was growing out in the woods out there mm-hmm. was so good. I, that's the thing I really crave. A lot of seeds, though. So what happened when you got that snake? You guys looked at oh, it a bunch, yeah, let it go? Oh, yeah, we just kind of checked it out for a while, and then it was, we let it go. Let it go. Big-ass fucking snack. Big ass. Those venomous snakes are... Don't venomous snakes kill more people in the world than any other animal? Oh, if you here count, you go like, again mental... trying to ask me questions well, if about... If you don't count malaria, obviously, if you don't count, like, fucking microorganisms... I think like Africa, the subcontinent, and uh, basically Africa subcontinent, some of Australia, people who like live yeah. very rurally, like people who live like, you know, third world. India. Um, you get bit by a viper, you're done. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think there's like, you know, 
Yeah. Thousands of deaths actually in India from snakes. Like, yeah, I think worldwide it's like six thousand a year, which is so much more deadly than any other animal. Well, sure, and if you think about here in the states, like you're sure you don't hear about everybody that dies from snakes, but I'm just gonna go ahead and guess that it's like no more than ten people a year. I bet it's like a that's like fifty. You think so? Yeah, I bet it's a lot more. I mean, because it's like it's just rednecks. It's fucking rural people who've been yeah. Bit. And they can't get to... You know how most people die from snakes? How? When they throw them to a friend. Are you joking? <laughs> I, I, I just, like, I heard some stories about... Throw them to a friend? Yeah, it was hey, like... check out his snake! It's like, oh, man, my... Like, he got bit, and... Well, what, what were you guys doing? Well, he was throw. He threw it he at me. He tossed it to me. He tossed we it my were, way. I wanted well, to we were it. playing catch with it. We're playing snack catch. He tossed it my way. We were looking at it. Yeah. I've You're asking for it, I think, if you play catch with it. Yeah. I've never seen a rattler, man. Never. Not once. Well, maybe, just maybe, we could... There's a really cool type out in this area. Really? What is it? And I've not seen it. It's, uh... Well, you know how they... Different regions have kind of interesting morphs. Right. Sometimes they match the rocks that in a certain area in a particular oh, yeah. way. That stuff to me is creepy. It's too the way they camouflage is just mm-hmm. what are you doing, man? It's too good. What are you even doing, huh? You're just so good at this. Like, yeah. Who am I? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. So good at blending in. Uh you know you know how the granite up up in the mountains is like really uh it's like white, really kind of light white with black. speckles, kinda of little black yeah. speckles on it. There's snakes that look like that? Well, yeah, there's there can be, but one of the most amazing camouflage things I saw recently was uh, grasshoppers uh, that live on granite slabs. Yeah. And they are so completely, they look exactly like a pebble. Wow. It's unbelievable. When you see a grasshopper in your garden, do you kill it immediately? Hell no. Really? Why not? Well... Like, you know, I'm a softy. I don't really... You're I, super soft. I don't kill a lot of stuff that most people do kill. What about like a larva you'd see eating a plant? Like actually eating a plant? Would well, you pick okay. Would cabbage? And I, I never get to be around gardening when all this stuff goes down. See, here's the problem. Is yeah. Can, this is some armchair quarterback shit uh, now. Right. Uh, I'd be, you know, I'd be pulling those things off and... Sure, I'd maybe be uh, recycling them into the system. You know, I throw them on the roof so the birds can eat them. There you go. See, that's that's a nice. But if thing I to see do. a grasshopper, it's going down. On, dead yep. on sight. I bury it immediately under the plant. Sure. But I'm like, if I see one grasshopper, I know, oh man, they're gonna they're, they can tear through. Yeah, shit. sure. They can destroy an entire plant in a night. Well, is this like a locust kind of well, grasshopper? I've seen, I've seen the big ass locust type. I've seen some smaller type. I did learn, you know about leaf hiders? No. These little guys, they look kind of like... Um, they're not aphids. They're not aphids, no. They're about maybe half an inch long. They have sort of a... God, how do I describe them? They look like a... Almost like if a roach was super thin, but yeah. it didn't have a head. They have like almost... Uh-huh. Like what it reminds me of is the Star Wars helmets that the oh, yeah, yeah. guys had. Uh, but but black, and they what happens is they have these big eyes I think or it's eye type things, and when you reach toward them, they they um, uh, traverse around the circumference of the cylinder of the stalk, 
okay. to hide from you. They're called leaf hiders because yeah. they fucking hide. So it's like, they're... and I found out they're actually a good a good animal in the garden. Okay, you want them. So I was killing them for a while thinking like, oh, these have got to be pests. Uh-huh. But they're, I guess they're good. Okay. So I don't kill those. I don't kill lace wings. Okay, nice. Well, it sounds like you've done yeah. a, plenty of research to know which ones are. I mean, it's sort of, yeah. Yeah. There's these one aphids. I'm pretty sure they're aphids. They look like giant now, aphids, grasshoppers. Do they like, really do that much damage? It seems like they just sit there and kind of. They do and they don't. If they yeah. out of check, then they will do a lot of damage. Now, but, if you're eating your kale leaves, sometimes they're just full of aphids. Yeah, yeah. I don't really grow much kale because I always start at the wrong are time. Are you over kale? No, I just I'm, I'm bad with those cold weather vegetables. Yeah. I always start them at the wrong time. Oh yeah, you got to start them in like September or something. Yeah, I'd start them like, but then it's hard because they get this weird signal where. Uh huh. Um. They bolting on you. The best time to start them is probably like. Actually, no, February, December. Yeah. February. Okay. Because that way you get, the the lights increasing, so mm. they feel like they're growing, but yeah. it's still really cool. Right. And then they kind of peak around June, I guess. That's yeah. my thought. I, I like the um, the dino kale. Yeah, that's the best. That seems to be the best that grows in Tennessee. Yeah. And I like and I think it's like, best. it's it's more tender. The leaves you can eat the whole thing. The stalks aren't quite as woody. But the the dino the kale is stem. super thick. It's like leather. It's kind of leathery, but it. I mean, kale's just not that good. Let's just be real honest about it it's yeah it's not, I'm not a fan. I'm yeah a fan. i prefer i'll take we're gonna have like about five other vegetables to get the nutrients from kale and have kale yeah kale if stinks. i could just grow watercress oh my god watercress is the greatest yeah, yeah. you ever pick uh, wild watercress in minnesota oh. yeah That's yeah hard. i am i'm a wild watercress that's watercress is one of the healthiest things. You know V8 has watercress in it? V8? Yeah, it does. Damn. That's why I started drinking V8 How do again. they source that? V8's good, man. Well, so you can grow some watercress. That's not, you know, the the really good wild stuff tends to only grow in these really cool water springs. It's also not very good. It's, you can't get much of it either. No, and we could we could get some watercress tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, yeah, I got some spots. Like we some springs. Some, really? Like some cold water springs, yeah. The best watercress I ever had was in Seattle. I was there for two, maybe just one night, actually. Yeah. Doing a comedy, sh- doing a live podcast with Duncan at the, the, probably now fully defunct. The at the venue. dock, at no, the it's, fish it's dock. Some, it's some Asian name, like it's an Asian named venue, that I would actually say is Oriental style because that's really what it is, you know. Uh, yeah. I can't think of what it was called. Great venue in Seattle. And I had a, I went to this fish place in this nice neighborhood we were staying in. I had a crab cake that okay. came with like, it was a perfect crab cake. Big lump mm. crab cake with a big old side of like sort of lightly, I don't know, pan warm, just very lightly. Pan warmed. Watercress. Hand warmed crest, huh? A ton of watercress on the side, like a wow. like a big amount of watercress. Yeah. Huge crab cake, a little bit of remoulade sauce on there. Oh my god, that to me was yeah. The bitterness of that watercress with the sweetness of the crab. The crest is the ultimate thing to add to your sandwich and your it's cheese ultimate. and crackers. It's the best. When you're out 
So I was doing a frog survey the other day. This is for the Yosemite toad. Uh, an endangered species? <laughs> no, this is for actually no. This is a different spot. Oh really? It's down in the Kern. Okay. Zone. What was the animal though? This is the foothill yellow-legged frog, oh. Ronaboilii. Wait, say that all again. Beautiful frog. This the is foothill. A, this is a foothill, basically the foothill frog. Foothill frog. It's a frog, not a toad. This is a true frog. What's a true frog as opposed to a toad? It's amphibious as opposed to. Well. <sighs> I don't even know. You know, it, these are distinctions, like genetic distinctions. Is it because they lay their eggs on land versus water or some shit like that? No, there's, they both, frogs and toads have many similar habits, but they belong to different families. Really? Toads generally are in the Bufonidae family. Or, okay. So they're like Bufo something or other, although there are Bufo. exceptions. Frogs are a little more diverse. There's like tree frogs, and of course in Central America and other places there's like insane diversity of frogs. Yeah. But true frogs belong to the genus Rana. Rana, that's right. Yeah, so that's your bullfrog, your kind of leopard frog, your green frog, and here in California, the red-legged frog, which is the state amphibian. Oh, uh, that's right. And then uh, the mountain yellow-legged frog, and then there's the foothill. So the foothill is, is a variant of that? Foothill is its own species. Own species. And, and, so are uh, they endangered? They, yeah, I believe they are now. Wow. As of last year, perhaps. Doesn't take much now. <laughs> well, and they're, boy, like they're, we got a lot more work to do on those guys because there's, there's isolated, they basically range like from Baja to, you know, potentially up into Oregon. Wow. Uh, maybe some, they may previously ranged into the Great Basin in Nevada slightly and into some other ranges, but very isolated populations sprinkled throughout many have have winked out over the last hundred years so they're really cool they're really like you know they're in an elevational zone that's getting hammered pretty hard hammered in what sense from climate change like it's getting really hot in the yeah there a lot of their streams that they depend on if if they get altered or somebody draws water from them you know like they need this flow, and it's it's been it's been a rocky uh, so century. But isn't it the amphib? Which is that more of a species? Um, what do they call animals that are? There's a, there's a word for animals that are like canaries in a coal mine, where they yeah we see what's we see stuff happening first with them because they are yeah. indicators of because they're very sensitive. Amphibians change. would be. Yeah, amphibians like are are so much that uh, I think you know in a lot of places. A lot of places too. You have uh, you've got amphibians that are. In this case, some of these high up in the mountains haven't been affected directly by human activity. There's right. no highways. There's no resorts. There's yeah. no houses. These are like fairly pristine systems. Some development. Right, but they're getting. They're declining nonetheless in, in many of these areas, or they have over the last century from, you know, various factors. I mean, there's a lot of studies going on just about how pollution, you know, various deposits, you know, acid rain or mercury concentrations, can, they continue to build even in these pristine high elevation systems. Wow. So, yeah. And so, and so amphibians, sensitive. amphibians are super sensitive. And it is, it's an interesting 
and a pretty useful thing to keep tabs on as far as uh, if you're interested in climate change science or you know sort of conservation measures in general because uh, they they really are a huge part of a lot of the ecosystems that they inhabit and and if you lose the frogs you lose a lot of other stuff. What do the frogs do that that um, makes them so important? It's it's one of those things where. You know, it's just part of the puzzle. If yeah. you don't have frogs, you won't have snakes. Uh, if you have the non-native fish, then you don't have all of the aquatic insects that attract birds and, and other, you know, the, the diversity of your system plummets, you know, as it, it is altered. But it takes time, right, for the stuff to happen. It's like a thing where we see, like, okay, this, this bird's gone. This thing's gone. Um, you don't. It's not a thing you notice right away because the system. Well, yeah, especially historically, because look, like as far as amphibian research goes, people largely weren't paying attention until it was too late in a lot of cases. And like, what are or, some examples of that? Well, or or it just like the thing about conservation is that you know the. The big ticket animals get a lot of love and have like, historically. Like what animals? Like, like rhinos and you know. The condor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took a while for what they call non-game species non -game, to get yeah. a whole lot of love from anybody, really, yeah. other than you know a handful of researchers and enthusiasts back in the fifties and sixties, seventies, and such. But yeah, I mean even conservation of insects and amphibians and reptiles and things like that that's fairly new and it's still you know there's still plenty of people that, that don't care yeah. enough about it or you know yeah it's weird to think about that all these things where they're just so small but so many things eat things it's like even like yeah. i hate mosquitoes i hate them but hey if yeah. you didn't have mosquitoes look yeah mosquitoes were gone we'd be fucked in like a week oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's the thing is, too, you know, I think most folks who are into nature these days, which is a lot of people, are starting to recognize that intact ecosystems are really cool. Mm -hmm. It's just really cool to see intact ecosystems with the connections that are supposed to be there, to see the diversity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's getting more and more rare to find things like that in it. You know, where. What do you think this area would look like 150 years ago? Very similar. Not think so, wouldn't there be more animals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there would be. <laughs> there would be. Certainly. Well, 150 years ago. Let's let's hold on. Let me let me figure out. How about let's go back like 300 years. Okay, 300. So it's pre-settlement. Yeah, this would be way before Gold Rush or any of that shit. Yeah. There so would have actually, 300 years ago, though, there would have been the uh, Spanish influence to some degree. So it'd be horses. Horses may or may not right. have been around horses here. Horses are interesting because horses change so much for everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean imagine this. So the, the continent has, North America had virtually no domesticatable mammals none other than the wolf and that's not really that domesticatable is it well i mean, I mean yeah but yeah so 
no beasts of burden. No, like, goats. No, no goats, pigs. no sheep, no, no pigs. Horses, no, no cattle, no yeah, horses. Nothing. South America has the... Except for the bison. The bison are domestic. No, they're not really... I don't think they're... You can raise them like cattle, I guess. But you can't. But that was... It wasn't... Yeah. As far as I know, it wasn't so easy to do so. Uh, let's see. South America has the alpaca. And the Wanaka. That might be it. Same thing. Yeah. The so... Alpaca. If it, and, and so imagine that uh, Eurasia has all of those things that we mentioned mm -hmm. and has had access to them for centuries or millennia. millennia. Yeah. So, uh, what's, what, <laughs> there's a book that, there's like a famous e ecology book. It's like either David Quammen or Jared Diamond or one of those guys. Not guns, germs, and steel, but uh, Earth without humans. No. Yeah, one of those books where it's it, one of the central themes is that the lack of of uh, domesticatable beasts of burden and the size of grains, native right. grains. Once again, Eurasia has like a hundred varieties of cereal cultivatable grain. cereal grains, right. like of of many shapes and sizes that are yeah. you can easily grow, and then. <laughs> Like, the Americas have almost nothing. So that's basically the big difference. Yeah. Is because even like that, I just read that book, you know, the summer, the Empire of the Summer Moon and how the Comanche people were basically the lowest on the totem pole. God, I can't believe we said that about Native Americans on the totem pole. But, I mean, I guess it kind of applies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They were the lowest on the totem pole in terms of successful tribes. They were basically... Stone Age hunter-gatherers. Yeah. Then they found the horse. And once they got the horses, they became like the Dons of... They yeah. owned an entire... Like three states with a real city owned it because no one could defeat them. Right, right. they were like these... So they went... In a hundred years, they went from actual cavemen... Right. To these people who could... Were undefeatable. All because of the horse. Well, right. Well, I mean, I think as far as your uh, your ability to cover distance. Oh my God! Yeah. It just it would be an unbelievable thing to ch to have. To imagine if that happened within your lifetime. But being able to being able to go from just walking to uh -huh. to riding you an go animal that miles in a night. yeah, where an animal that was not native to the land that yeah. had kind of had come. It's crazy to think about. You that know, shit. out of nowhere, seemingly that would. Yeah. I mean, it's as it's as profound of a change as you could possibly imagine. I think. And you can ride with a bunch of horses, so you just switch over. That's what the, they would do. They would have tons of horse with them, so they would change mounts. So they yeah. would, once that mount got tired, they would switch. They would just fucking. It's, it's, it's incredible how important the horse is, and now how like not important it is at this point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like strictly a nostalgia piece. It's like sailboats. <laughs> Same thing. Where the most important thing of all time now. No one uses uh -huh. sailboats except for the Strictly novelty a of sailing. It's a hobby. It's either like the World Cup, which is a novelty for rich uh -huh. people, or it's just like... Well, horses are sailing? kind of the same thing, yeah. you know? For, it's crazy. 
There's, there's, yeah. Like the technology involved in both of those things, that was the peak of technology. With yeah. Sailboats and like horse stuff, and then it's just over, over in. That's when it all went to shit. The tiniest. That's when it all went to shit. I mean, what's all went to shit mean? I mean, like. Well, um, we had sustainable. We yeah. we had sustainable travel right there. It was good enough. Could have stopped right were, there. But the, the horses were. Horses were imports. Horses were uh, sure, yeah. native. They dominated the landscape. Oh, you have sure. like thousands and thousands of these mustangs who are. I mean, you have all these animals that are non-natives, and they're just they're successful. Yeah, they're we so just successful. we could have stopped there, though. We could have stopped there, and. But how do you stop it? You can't stop it. We can't. We didn't. And I think we manifest won't. destiny is one of those things where, like, how did that happen? How did that get in the simulator? Yeah. That feels like one of those things where. They wanted to hurry the game along. So they introduced the idea of Manifest Destiny. Yeah, let's just like, turn the clock God back. God damn it. I, we, we can't get them to dominate enough to where they're really just doing it for this reason that it doesn't make any sense, but they feel like the need. They have to dominate this entire area. Uh, what can we do? How, yeah. how about an idea of uh, where they are, God wants them to get to California and yeah. take all the land between it. Okay, that'll work, and they introduce that. They introduce that idea in the simulator, and all of a sudden, it just like grows like wildfire. Basically, it's like a, a an advancement you get in the game like civilization. A cheat code. Like yeah, a cheat code in the game, the simulation. There's civilization probably, three. The yeah. There's so many versions out there where it's, there's no simulator at all. It's just uh, I mean, there's so many versions of the simulation where. The, there's no acceleration like that. There's like probably, but at some point, think about it. At some point, there have to have been. Obviously, you have like small scale versions of it, like in Micronesia, and you have like spiders that balloon themselves to other islands. But yeah, at some point in time, you'd have to have these these areas of Eurasia and the Americas meet, and it would be like this this event that would be. It was inevitable. Right, but, I mean, is there any other way it would have gone down than it does? I guess what I think I always think about is the whole idea of um, how dare you celebrate Columbus Day. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. Today, it's like, well, what is, we're not really celebrating it. We're just acknowledging it. Like, I'm not celebrating Christopher Columbus. I'm more just I've never celebrated Columbus yeah. Day. And but how do you celebrate Columbus Day? Yeah, like? you know, it's, it is, it's like, what is... What is the way to mark the occasion of like European arrival to the the New World? You yeah. know, and it should it even be marked? I mean, is but even it, then, it's like they didn't it should have be like a day idea. of mourning. They didn't have. I don't feel like it even. I think it's like you know what I feel like it is. I feel like it's neutral. I feel like it's a thing where yeah, this happened. Right. And this is how it happened. Right. And it's not really a thing to celebrate too much. It's sort of like. Yeah, it just happened. It's, and it's notable in history, and it's a pretty notable thing. But it's just uh, so strange how it's so maligned when really it's like a like what was supposed to happen. Well, you know, and I feel like the conquistadors get off the hook a little bit because they like do. they were terrible. And I guess well, is Cristobal Colon? He's a conquistador yeah. of his own, but is he? considered a conquistador i'm not sure i guess not i think of cortez and all these other and pizarro yeah yeah and um who else was there there was a as far as i can recall 
There's a lot of them. There's, there's a lot, and um, there wasn't a single explorer conquistador that I'm aware of that didn't do some pretty bad shit. But I wonder, though, that attitude, was there anyone at that time who would have thought otherwise? Well, like, yeah. How could you expect? It's like expecting people to be cognizant of this stuff that we're so, we're so aware of so much now. Yeah, do, do yeah. you expect those people to be aware of it? Is I think it's inherently unfair. Well, right. It so make I mean, any sense. imagine how harsh the world is in general in oh, a lot of places during that time. Terrifically harsh. Right. I mean, I, I we can only imagine just out of you know the old the pages of the old history book, but right. I remember reading about the like the dark ages. You know, when there's all these like when Europe basically was like the Vandals and the what, what do they call all those groups? Like the, the Goths and the Visigoths and the, the it was like, uh, you know, it had kind of like reduced down to like tribalism. Everybody's just yeah. like brutally killing one another, and kind of reconquering territory. Boy, I could really use a refresh on like some basic I don't history know about stuff. That stuff. I don't. I can't. I just remember thinking that whole area, that era of history, was really cool because it was like. Shit really fell apart after the Roman Empire, yeah. and it just kind of got like all splintered out, and that's where you know that's where Goths came from. I didn't know that. Yeah, Goths come from Goths. There. Interesting. You know, there's all these just kind of like, you know, that was a lot of pagan religions where yeah, you know, like weird shit was going on. Europe God, was all those pagans are the best. And, and I'm imagining so these fuckers come from like a recent history, sort of of like. Just, that's what you do. You know, you, like, if you don't like the people that you encounter on the you frontier or whatever, you just start killing, and everyone's trying to kill you they're anyway. Wrong. Right? And, yeah. you know, infuse some religious dogma in there to justify whatever you're doing. Yeah, it just feels like everyone's wrong. Like, everyone, yeah. everyone, who's, everyone who thinks they're right is so fucking wrong about it. They're just, everyone's so just... I was thinking about that uh, that Flying Breeder Brothers song. A um, hundred years from now, they're saying like uh, everybody thinks they're so right, but yeah, they, but they basically have no idea. Like, where would you like? What, what's gonna happen a hundred years from now? I always get the lyrics wrong for that. We should play a song real quick and, and um, okay, let's we'll play post, a song. This part one. This one's probably we'll ended off with this. This one sounds cool. Let's start it over. Okay. I mean, it's probably going to be pretty run-of-the-mill, but... You got something that's pretty spicy we can Yeah, you want to put a spicy... This this one's just kind of a... Something fucking fucking spicy. You want something spicy. Something uh, rarefita. Yeah, you want something weird? Yeah, something something weird. something fucking weird? Check this out. This is like some weird uh, spoken word kind of psyched out shit. Is it psych? Does it have music in it, though? Yeah, it has music okay. in it. But it's going to be... I just, I played this for 10 seconds earlier, and it sounded pretty cool. Okay. You can't see shit. We're getting dark out here. Getting dark. Okay, here's a okay. weird record. Unnamed. Unnamed? Jai. Jai who? Jai Guru Dev. Desire is a wanted wench. Within. Desire burns. 
a golden flickered flame inside. Desire yearns to be all, see all, from on high. Desire burns, yearns to feel all sensation of soul, of body. Desire, touch tender, is vibrant golden flame, soon kindled to blazing passion, inside, inside, soul, body, soul. sing better to it. Okay.
my god.